Welcome to Jesus Stories. This is the place where people tell their stories and Jesus is always the hero. So let's go! In this episode of Jesus Stories, you're going to be introduced to Michelle Kinney, who will host the interview with my father-in-law, Barry Keating. I'm really excited for you to hear this story and hear how Jesus is the hero of Barry's life. Enjoy it. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to <laughs> welcome to our show. <laughs> I'm Michelle Kinney, and uh, I have the great privilege of uh, interviewing Barry here, who's my papa bear, and um, and uh, this is we're all recovering from something, and uh, I'm just going to talk to Barry, and he's going to share a bit about his story. So, can you introduce yourself first, Barry? Yeah, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus, uh, who has recovered from alcoholism and has struggled over the years with anger, uh, anxiety, and codependency, and my name is Barry. Hi, Barry. Nice Hi. to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you share with everyone a little bit of your childhood? Sure. I was born a long time ago, as you can tell by the silver locks, in Saskatchewan, and I was an only child, and I was sick when I was young uh, with asthma, and uh, because of that, I was, uh, you know, pretty much a loner, didn't have any friends. And uh, my dad was a uh, alcoholic, and he was verbally and physically abusive to my mom. And that's the kind of an atmosphere that I grew up in. My dad always supported the family. He was always working and everything, but he just had a trouble with alcohol. And uh, uh, then, uh, you know, I, I didn't have many friends. So I turned, I was always listening to the radio. I listened to a lot of sporting events and football and hockey on the radio because we didn't have a TV until I got older. We were in a small town uh, in Saskatchewan and there were no TV. So they, one person in town had a TV that really dates me. <laughs> but otherwise I'd listen to music on the radio and I started to sing with that and uh, imitate like Elvis and all those guys. And uh, in the sixties uh, uh, when I was in high school, of course we were all watching the Ed Sullivan show and the Beatles came on and that changed everything. So I thought, hey, I want to be able to do that. So a bunch of our buddies got together and we started to practice and play dances and stuff and ended up recording. And uh, yeah, that's how it all got uh, started when I was young. Wow. So <laughs> when did you turn to alcohol? Okay. What came I first, had... actually? What came first? Alcohol, anxiety? Um... Uh, well, just being like not being very sociable. I always felt awkward when I was with people. And then uh, I don't think I had anything to drink till my grade 12 graduation. And uh, I was out with a bunch of guys, a bunch of people from my class, and I got completely blottoed and I drove home. I have no recollection of driving my dad's car home. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how many of us were in the car. <laughs> there were no seatbelts, uh, but we made it home and I never killed anybody. And after that, I mean, I had so much fun, even though I was really sick the next day. I had so much fun and I felt like I could fit in that when I started to play music and uh, travel and got to be with people more on a social level, uh, the alcohol sort of kicked in, right? Because it may, I made it a lot easier, easier to talk to people and just feel like I belong. So, because uh, they accepted me. So, so how difficult is that then to not know who you are um, and then all of a sudden find this world of alcohol and fitting in and people like what did what did that do for knowing like keeping you from yourself 
uh, well, I thought I found myself is what I thought I did. And because I was living in the world. And uh, I mean, there was lots of uh, parties and lots of uh, uh, girls and lots of, uh, you know, uh, booze and acceptance and, and just uh, whooping it up. And I thought, man, what have I stumbled onto here after being sick at home all the time for all these years? What have I missed? I'm going to make it all up real fast and make up for all those years I didn't do anything. So <laughs> uh, it was a, it was a, quite an experience. So I look back on it now. There was lots of good things in there that we did, but I mean, uh, I was completely out of control. I didn't realize it, but I was. I had I had no idea what I'd got myself into. So we say in recovery, you know, step one, you know, um, admitted I was powerless to mm -hmm. control my uh, um, addictions, right? And so when did you come to that realization that there was an issue? and that you needed to make a change? Which time? <laughs> okay. So I how mean, many? At first, at first, my dad, who had been an alcoholic, he was lecturing me on, on not, uh, he, he saw what was happening to me, and I just ignored him, right? Because uh, he was telling me that you got to be able to control this, and even though he couldn't, he could see it in me. But didn't, that, didn't, that didn't fizz on me at all. And uh, really... You know, I thought I could quit any time. So when we got married, I didn't change anything I did. I still partied. I still uh, drank. I didn't party so much unless Carol was with me. Uh, but uh, I drank. And then when we had, she got pregnant and she quit drinking, I said I'd quit, but I didn't. I couldn't. And uh, it just went on and on. And then eventually, uh, she, when we had three kids and, and we were living in Edmonton, she, she confronted me and said, you either have to rein this in or I'm going to leave. And that's a long time ago. And so I quit, I quit drinking and I, I quit for seven or eight years, but I was a miserable, miserable drunk, uh, sober, you know, a dry drunk. And uh, I'm sure I was not very easy to live with. And I wasn't a good dad and I wasn't a good husband. Uh, and then moving along, I get transferred out to BC and it's more of the same. I'd be, you know, clean and sober for a while. And uh, and when, when it really hit the fan, though, when she started to go to work after the kids were in school in Edmonton, in Vancouver here, she came home and said our marriage is over. And that was a wake up call for me. Not that it changed my life yet, but that was the first time that I knew I was out of control and I couldn't handle it myself. So can and that's you explain years and years and years of, of battling it? Yeah. So can you explain to people what dry drunk means? Well, dry drunk means that I'm not drinking any booze, but I'm living as if I, uh, you know, I am, I, I, I uh, would drink tons of caffeine and, and I was just miserable because I didn't have the alcohol. And uh, in my mind, I thought, oh, this is just a temporary thing, right? Sooner or later, I'll be drinking again anyway. So what difference does it make? So I was just, uh, because the alcoholism sort of, when your alcohol is out of your system for a while, just like anything, even caffeine, you, you, you become a different person. And I was just miserable. Because I, I wanted the alcohol and uh, I just didn't do it because I was trying to appease Carol, not myself, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't think and, I had a problem even then. <laughs> well, and there's so many people out there um, that battle the same thing. It's, you know, God bless you if one time you quit and you found freedom and everything. That's mm -hmm. amazing. But a lot of people have to go through that whole thing of, oh, you mean I can't just learn to drink <laughs> you mean i you know that did you feel like you were missing out on that fun like oh, yeah, absolutely yeah i did and if, if you would have told me up until 22 years ago which is how long i've really been clean and sober now that i would be living a life and not drinking alcohol i would have said you're crazy you know 
but boy, was I wrong. And is this ever different than not? And it's way better. <laughs> awesome. So Celebrate Recovery. When did you find Celebrate Recovery? And how did you find Celebrate Recovery? Okay, well, I had been, I think, clean and sober for about see, it's 22 years now. So about four years. And we got a call from a lady that started Celebrate Recovery in Ridge Meadows by the name of Julie Meadows. And she wanted us to come and do worship. And I had no idea what this Celebrate Recovery was. My initial reaction, because we had just finished doing worship for a singles ministry over in Abbotsford, was, no, nah, I don't feel like doing this on a Friday night. We've done it's Friday nights for at this other thing for years. I don't want to do it. But Carol <laughs> said, let's go see what this is. And we went and we did, you know, we sang worship because worship's a part of CR. And then we'd leave. We'd do worship and we'd leave. Of course, we eat. they had dinner then too still. We started having serving dinner right away. Right away. So we'd eat dinner, do worship and go home. We did that for quite a few years, and then eventually we started to stay, and that's when I found out what this ministry really was. I had no idea what it was, but it sure fit into what our live struggles had been, and it's the perfect, I found that it's the perfect place to be, and then after getting involved in the ministry and working on myself, because I never did really work on myself, even though I was clean and sober for four years before I came in here, I found all the stuff in my character that was never developed because I was always covering it up with booze. So I had anger. I had intimacy issues. I had, uh, you know, uh, um, issues with my own. I had pride and, and I mean, all kinds of stuff, anxieties, and I just didn't know how to deal with life without the booze. And so I eventually, by doing several step studies at CR, have managed to change a whole bunch of my character uh, defects that I've had. There's still some to work on, of course, there always is, but uh, yeah. So that's how it's. Do you, do you remember any aha moments? Any like, like where it was just like, I just had a revelation. Are there, are there any hmm. like epiphanies anytime that you just sat there and was just like, oh my goodness, I well, can't it, believe that I didn't <laughs> feel this before. Well, it's, it's more since I've gotten through that. I mean, I had aha moments, but nothing, nothing like a bang thing. But by walking with other people through their recovery and people that have sponsored, I have seen uh, God do so many phenomenal things that it has to be God because no one would believe what the transpired and how people have changed when there's no hope and nothing there for even couples, right? And I've seen God just completely heal things. And I just sit there and say, oh, my goodness. <laughs> because I've seen it so many times, I'm not surprised when it happens anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm so pleased to be able to see God work and change people and perform miracles. I mean, there's tons of miracles going on. All you got to do is come to CR on a Friday night and whoever's there is a walking miracle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely incredible. You know, I love happy painter. Remember Bob Ross? Mm hmm the happy painter, he'd say, mm -hmm. when I teach, I learn. And when I learn, I teach. And I love that when he said that, because, you know, we always say what we, what we have, we need to give it away, yeah. right? We need yeah. to be able to bless, to be a blessing um, and to, to watch people. So how many, how many step studies do you think that you have led? I've led, I've only led about three or four, but I've been involved in about six or seven or eight. I've lost track. And even if I, most of the time now, when I do get involved in one, I say, oh, I really don't want to do this again. But every time I do it, God reveals something to me or provides me with new relationships with people 
that I never would have uh, realized I could have more people in my life that are fabulous. And it's just such a joy to walk alongside people and see God move on not only on me, but in everyone. And the closeness that you get with the people in a step study or in life sealing choices, uh, the friendships and the camaraderie that you get there, you'll have that for the rest of your life. It's that's where you have true, true friends, not just, you know, fair weather friends. These people are there to walk alongside you through everything. And uh, that's just, you know, it's unheard of in today's society. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's something about when we create a safe space and we're vulnerable and mm-hmm. we um, allow the darkness that has been living inside of us to come into the light. It just, there's, there's a freedom that happens with that. Um, yeah. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Now, and, um, the, and the fact that, you know, at CR, we just accept everybody where they're at. We don't care if they're still, you know, struggling with the use of something or wherever they're at, even though it's not just for alcohol or drugs, but if people are struggling in something, we don't judge them and we just walk alongside them and try to help them move, move on and get over whatever it is they're struggling with and be a better person. Yeah. Well, I I remember that when we were at the other, at the, at the big Baptist or whatever, and just um, the people coming in off the streets Mm -hmm. and people that were homeless and people that were high and drunk. And, Mm -hmm. and again, like you're saying, no um, judgment. We just, they came in and they got fed and then they'd leave, but at least they, they felt welcome and they came in. So and accepted yeah, for who they were. Yeah. Absolutely. And where they were at, not trying to, Hey, you need to clean yourself up before you walk through these doors or you need to whatever, because it's the same thing as like, okay, I need to get in shape before I go to the gym. (laughs) No, you go there to get in shape, right? We come to to celebrate recovery, um, broken, um, and in pieces. And, and that's, that's a beautiful thing to be accepted in our brokenness. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why when we say forever family, we mean forever family. It's family that we're going to be with forever. And we're there to just, you know, accept everybody no matter what's going on. And everybody's going through something. Everybody's got stuff. And nobody cares what it is. Just as long as we work on it and rely on our higher power to get us through it and move forward Mm -hmm. in a positive way. Absolutely. So what does the night look like if someone was to come to celebrate recovery? What is it? you know, times and what do we do and and stuff like that? Well, we used to serve dinner every night and because of COVID, we're not doing that down the road. It'll probably come back because it's a great time to get to know people and, you know, social interaction is important, but that's not happening right now. So we meet every Friday night at Highway Church in Maple Ridge at 7 p.m. So if you get there between a quarter to and seven, you'll have time to say hi to a few people, meet a few people, and then go into the main auditorium where we have worship music for about 15 or 20 minutes. And then we have some responsive readings that we do. And uh, then we have either a testimony or a teaching from one of the Celebrate Recovery uh, step study books. Um, and the testimonies are great. One night a month, we have a night where we provide coins and chips, like little plastic chips for uh, sobriety. Uh, like the blue one is for newcomers or for uh, coming back after a relapse or working on something new. And we go all the way up to four, 30, 40 years. Uh, so we do that once a month. Uh, after that group is over, we end with the serenity prayer and we go into gender specific share groups where we get to uh, talk about our week and answer uh, focus questions that we have 
And there's usually a scripture that we go along with that when we go into share groups. But you're allowed to share whatever you want in that group. And you don't have to share if you don't feel like it, if you're not comfortable yet. Uh, but it's a great time of just listening to other people's struggles and know that you're not alone uh, going through whatever you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that people come in to celebrate recovery? Um, what are some of the things they're struggling with? Okay, well, they can be struggling with pornography, uh, abuse, physical or sexual abuse, dysfunctional relationships, uh, gambling, overeating, overspending, uh, codependency, alcohol, drugs, it goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many things that we struggle with, especially in this day and age. Everybody's under so much stress all the time, even before COVID. Everybody's just under stress and going way too fast. And uh, it's really hard. There's pressure on kids nowadays that we never used to experience until we were teenagers or adults. And they're all dealing with stress and mental health issues, right? Uh, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So um, people come in and then the, what we break off into groups, men with men and women yeah. with women yeah. afterwards, for, right? Yeah. For, yeah. Share groups that last probably for half an hour. Then what we used to do is we would get together for coffee and fellowship and desserts and fruit and all that kind of stuff. But there again, we're not doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still, it's still, you still get to, uh, you know, connect with people that you know are, are safe and, and you establish relationships. And that's the most important thing. If you come to CR, come for a while so you can see just how different this place is. You might think we're all weird at first. But after you get to know everybody and know that we're all in the same condition, you get to know just how safe it is and how uh, how full of joy we actually all are because of what God's done in our lives and how eager we are to walk alongside people and support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we're all weird. Yeah, we are. <laughs> all of us are weird in our own way, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we have a commonality that we're all wanting to recover from whatever yes, yes. we walk in those doors. And then as it's revealed, um, we we get to peel, allow God to peel back the onion layers yep, and reveal yep. more of the hurts, hangups, and habits that we have, right? Yep. Sometimes yep. we don't see them all. And it's as we go through and do the step work, it gets revealed to us one step at a time, not the whole thing. Um, how long has Celebrate Recovery been around for? Oh, boy. I think it's for all coming up uh, internationally on its 30th anniversary. It started at Saddleback Church in California. Our group here is, I think, the longest running group in Canada. If not, we're tied with someone in Ontario with 18 years, I think we are. But it's all over the world. And uh, that's what's so good about it. You know what you're going to get at Celebrate Recovery because you have to go through some DNA things in order to use the name. And you can go anywhere in the world. And it's going to be the same as if you come to our group here on a Friday night. That's, that's amazing because that's a system. Yeah. System systems of duplication are what promote success. That's right. And it's consistent. You know, you're going to get it. You know what you're going to get at Celebrate Recovery. Yeah. 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 Same reading, same stuff. Nothing's yeah. changed. Nothing's altered. Everything. Same with other groups and things that have that. It's very important to keep that that um, congruent and the same yes. all over the place. Well, a lot of people that come to CR, they don't have, they don't trust people. They've been hurt so many times by other people. They don't. It's hard to come and spill your stuff and work on your stuff in front of other people and not think they're going to go and blab it all over the whole community. But we have anonymity and confidentiality at Celebrate Recovery. 
and you're safe there. But I mean, it's hard to come in and, you know, it's like in the world, <laughs> no matter where you're going, you think you're safe. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, um, absolutely. So we have some, some of the things that we have coming up. So um, do you want to share a bit about that or do you want me to share? Yeah, I'll, well, I can start it and then you can share it because I know you're doing one of them. We're doing life sealing choices uh, in person for men and for women at Highway Church. I can't remember the dates. I think it's late March. And then you're doing an online one, I believe, in March as well. So if you want to do the dates, yeah. So so the um, I'm looking at my calendar here. So the dates are um, February. So March uh 26th i will be doing online zoom uh life's healing choices it's only it'll be nine weeks um eight weeks worth of study um doing the the work stuff and then one week of like getting to know each other and saying hi and then the 28th on monday night at 7 p.m is at uh for men and women at highway church right mm -hmm. yeah i think it's seven o'clock too right i think so. i yeah. believe it yeah 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 awesome Awesome. And um, what about uh, people being able to come to the connect on? Okay, well, if you register uh, yeah. online for the Get Connected event, which is a week from Saturday, I know we probably have limited spaces, but we're having a watch party at Highway Church. Uh, so if you've paid for registration and you want to join us for uh, the watch party at Highway Church, you can get a hold of yourself, Michelle or me or Carol. And we'll make sure that you can get in there because I think it starts around 830 and it goes to about 1, mm. 130, something like that. But it's uh, it's going to be great. We're excited. We're looking forward to it. We've got a lot of people from uh, British Columbia doing a lot of the stuff. <laughs> wow. It's exciting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the last one that we had the, the, the full the full day at or two days at Highway Church, it blows me away. Mm -hmm. Like the mm -hmm. production that they put on the speakers. But the last couple of years, what every, everyone on a worldly has gone through something, you mm -hmm. know, like mm -hmm. we might, we just have, but to the hearts and I just, I felt everyone, I mm -hmm. felt mm -hmm. their, um, their, their passion. And they just, it was so authentic and real. I could feel every bit of it. It was absolutely mm -hmm. life-changing. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm hoping our, our Canadian event will do the same and I know it will. Mm -hmm. so, uh, I think this is the second one we've done in Canada. We did one last February. And then, of course, we had Summit in the summer. And then uh, I'm looking forward to this. It's all Canadian content. Uh, there's worship. I don't know what all the, the breakout sessions are, but there's lots of breakout sessions. And uh, mm -hmm. that's why it'll be good for a group of us to get together in person, because you're going to get the best of both worlds. You'll have the stuff online, and you'll have a group of people that can talk in the breakout sessions and discuss stuff. And that's that's what makes it more interactive right Ab absolutely yeah. and we yeah. need that absolutely. so just to finish off can you share with me your favorite scripture and why oh boy i've got so many i'll give you one here <laughs> okay uh corinthians 12 9 10 my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness therefore i will boast all the more glad about my weaknesses so that christ's power may rest on me that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Nice. I got so many of them that, and because because celebrate recovery is so scripture based and has scriptures for every step and every principle, uh, 
I've got stuff that comes to me as I'm dealing with stuff now because it's it's inbred in in my mind and my heart to see our scriptures and they're all awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God never wastes a hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have never done this, but I would like to finish off with, could, can you pray for the people out there that are hurting right now? Oh, I sure yes. can. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, okay. Sir. Dear God, I just uh, hold up everyone in our area, actually anywhere that's watching right now, that's struggling with anything, Father. Uh, you know what their pain is. You're right there with them in their pain at their worst times. You, God, there are carrying everyone through their stuff and you're right there with us. Not just in good times, you're with us in the bad times. And I know how many times, Father, you carried me through things in my life. When I was able, unable to walk, you carried me. When I was unable to deal with anything, you just brought me through it. And I know you can do that. If you do it for me, you can do it for anyone. And I pray that you would just uh, give people uh, the confidence to uh, step out of their denial, uh, accept that uh, they have issues, God, they're struggling with stuff. No big deal. We all are. And I pray that you would just have them come out of their denial, turn to you for guidance and uh, bring them to Salvation Recovery God so that we can help them get through their stuff and just love on them, care for them, you know, uh, walk with them. And uh, and uh, we pray their ble- your blessing on everyone that's watching God, especially those that are dealing with stuff and ask that you would just help them. The first step is to step out of denial admit you got a problem. Once you do that, you're on the road to recovery. And I pray that you would help everyone that's in that situation do that and face up to themselves and know that they can't handle it on their own. And they need your help and people's support to get through it. I thank you for Celebrate Recovery. I thank you for all the lives I've seen changed in Celebrate Recovery. I thank you for all the blessings that you've given to me, God, personally in my life. And uh, for all the friends and accountability people and forever family you've surrounded me with that God I love and that Uh, are a big part of my life and I just thank you for that and bless the rest of our evening in your name I pray amen amen thank you Barry thank you so much thank you everyone yeah (laughs) um thank you everyone for watching please share this video so we can get the message out there um that um you know that people can find recovery Um, you betcha yeah, awesome. God bless you, everyone. Here, uh, if you need more information about the, the Life's Healing Choices and joining us either live or on Zoom, please message us and we'd love to be able to direct you in the right uh, the right direction. So Absolutely. God bless. Take care. Have God bless you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for Jesus Stories. If you want to learn more about Northridge Church or just want to talk to somebody about what you've heard on this podcast, please email info at nrchurch.ca. Until then, be safe.